Welcome to another dip, 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 episode. Oh, <laughs> whatever that was. <laughs> oh man, this is this is off to a good start. You know, we we have the most important guests. I can't even get the name of the show out here. Welcome to another episode of Reptile Fight Club. I'm Justin Julander, and here also is Chuck Poland. Hot damn! Good job, dude. <laughs> Thanks. I knew you'd uh, yeah. support me in that one. And we are joined. I always support you, dude. <laughs> we are joined today by the one and only Podfather and the one and only Mac and Wookie. Welcome, Eric and Owen. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think this all came about because uh, I was I was watching Carpets and Coffee and and uh, Owen brought up the topic of having uh, if morphs. Um, are good, you know, for a rare species that's, you know, less commonly kept. And uh, they're like, yeah, let's fight about it. And I'm like, oh, they're going to come on the show. I I said the magic words of, I bet we could do a reptile fight club about that. And of course, like within moments, Justin was like, yes. You're damn right. You're damn right you can. And that was just... You know, you just toss that out there. Every once in a while when we're out herping, I'll say, that could be a Reptile Fight Club episode. <laughs> Middle of the desert, Justin's like, it could be right now. Let's do it. Let's like, record. Let's go. I got the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, we've done a couple from the field. I know Eric was on. I was going to say. One, right. It, or two. Did Justin we do two? is yeah. not shy about from mm-hmm. the field recording. Yeah, I think we did one with uh, Justin's with Schmidt and Phil was Phil, Phil, Phil. And, Ju- and Schmidt yeah. and then you and Rob, right? Me and Rob, yeah, yeah right. good yeah. times. Did we do? We didn't do another one, did we? We didn't do an earlier one. You did a group Mm-mm. one, didn't you? Uh, w- when you guys were out herping, though. I think that and was. Didn't the you one. do one with the? the and you West did Texas. one with THN. Oh, the oh the THN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. THN, you did yeah, one with Keith in Arizona, but yeah. that was I think prior to us. Yeah. Was that Arizona? Yeah, that was prior yeah, to us that's getting there. So that was like Keith was the first one to arrive, so I picked him up and I said, Now you have to do a reptile fight club. Now you're stuck. Captive audience. (laughs) (laughs) And so we went to a park and I was like, He gets in the car, the doors doors locked locked immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Oh crap. Oh no. I've started recording. (laughs) Talk or I drive us off a cliff. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) We must fight. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on, guys. This will be fun. Yeah. 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 100%. Well, I figure if um, NPR is still a show by the end of this, we've done okay. Yeah. I was, I was going to yeah. say, you know, <laughs> welcome to the show. You know, it's sad to hear you're retiring and, you know, mm-hmm. making the the Reptile Fight Club the number one show on the network. But. <laughs> I mean, we, we appreciate it, but it is kind of a sad day, yeah. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> NPR will stop when one of us is dead. It'd probably be me at this point. So you can't get dead. Well, yet. you're getting we married. Have, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we have the double Jeopardy prize for this Fight Club, so the winner uh, actually gets to live. So nice. <laughs> Somebody may die. Oh, yeah. See, the no, stakes no. have been raised. Cool. We, we, you know, <laughs> listen. Uh, you know, prime guests give uh, get prime. Uh, you know, prime prizes. False sweeps. You got to get like, the numbers. I, I feel like. Yep. I yep. feel like this is David and Goliath <laughs> thing here. The Hobbit and the uh, Viking. <laughs> yeah, I guess if the story is correct, then you you want to be uh, on Eric's side this time around. I guess <laughs> something like if it's that. David and Goliath. <laughs> Uh, I, I I was watching an old Saturday Night Live uh, skit the other day, and it was like the karate teen. And they had like uh, John Cena was like the Cobra Kai guy, 
And uh, one of the Saturday Night Live guys was uh, Daniel. And, like, he kicks him through. John Cena kicks him through, like, five walls. And he, like, loses his pants and stuff. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. It was good. All right. Well, let's, we, I guess it could go that way, too. Owen could just kick you through a few walls. But. I mean, ah, uh, that's why I'm here. I want to see that. Yep. Let's just, let's. All right, well, just, let's, what's going on let's keep in our the, pants on, the folks. world of reptiles? I, I just got some some posters. I so I, I, I printed a bunch of posters out. Oh yeah, there you go, right on Eric's wall. Mine's mine's in a tube <laughs> <laughs> over here. Oh, in a tube. There's a prime it's space not, right, not, right, right behind gold. your head there. I haven't put it up yet. Well, that spot is reserved for Eric in his full Pope regalia when I get that printed. Like that, you can't, it's going to be up here where I can stare at it while I work and cry. There, there you go. So, yeah. um, but I, I, so I found out that I, I printed them off at my university. I found out it was not allowed to resell those. And so I'm like, because the guy's like, why are you printing so many of these? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> You know, just to wallpaper my house. Yeah, yeah, I just really like this poster. You're asking a lot of questions there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like it's He's a- like, you know, you can't resell these. I'm like, I did not know that. But that's, <laughs> I guess that's good to know. Damn it. So I had to find another supplier. And I just got, like, I ordered, like, 50 of them. And they came. And they're not as good a quality as the, the original one. So I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. See how I haven't really unpacked them much. I just kind of looked at them. Felt them like uh, maybe well, you could um, maybe you could wait until like a different you know like like I assume they're like students that have jobs that are like yeah, manning that's the, right just wait until, you just wait, find a different different one. wait a few you, months you get, you get, maybe you could run through like a like a print by the time you know yeah. you get back around to the same person <laughs> yeah one of one of the guys that's waiting on posters because I ran out of the the other ones he's like hey. There's guys in my country that are getting these posters, and I, and you're not sending me any. What's going on here? I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I ran out. <laughs> they yeah. were faster. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh so, my gosh. They're I guess they're popular in Japan. I've sent about fifty over to Japan. So nice. Yeah. No shit. A few, wow. few more for, people for the, want more. So yeah. for the book and the signature, can I request a Simpsons quote somewhere in oh, the book? Of course, be of in? Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I need to do that Excellent. in every book. <laughs> just yeah, have a Simpson quote marathon. It gets a unique Simpsons quote in yeah. every copy sold. That's a that's yep. a tough one. I got to think of a good one for you. you I, I figure I'd give yeah. you what a time homework. to be alive. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. I'm I'm just glad Eric's getting in on the. The Simpsons quotes these days. That's, that's I, I, he does the hard. He good. went kicking and screaming, but we eventually got him where he needed to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Owen sat down <laughs> with a gun cool. and said, "Okay, turn on, uh, learn." Honestly, it was it was the fact that you were involved in it because when it was just me and Rob, he was like these two idiots, and then when you jumped in, it was like. I'm outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. It's horribly now. All the cool kids are all the doing cool Simpsons kids are doing it. Yeah, it does help when everybody but you is doing it. <laughs> yeah. The peer pressure was definitely there. So, yep. All right. Well, that's good. However, it came about, it's it's just good to have you on the good. team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, there thanks for getting on the team. Jesus. <laughs> it took you long enough. <laughs> oh, man. I'm. Yeah, me and Chuck have a trip coming up here. As do you. Well, you, I, I, I not, can't not, say you not, guys, not but me. Yeah, not you've, me. Got, you've got right, a trip of a different sort coming up, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the trip of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I'm spending money that would have taken me to Australia four times. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Uh, oh, did you did you give that check? Not yet. <laughs> oh man, I, yeah, that's yeah. A, only because I, I my bank like, was though, closed. Like, I feel like though, if Justin would have gotten married later in life, he would have worked his wedding into an Australian trip. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, so honey, but yeah. we could go get married in Australia, and then you know, and then. And then it would be a fight between, you know, the honeymoon and herpes. Oh, I got to tell that story. We, we, the, on the my wedding, the honeymoon, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so. Strike out, thir- strike uh-huh. three, you're, you're done. <laughs> no more suggesting Australia. If you say Australia one more time. <laughs> one more time. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> happening. <laughs> no, I, I we went on our honeymoon yes. to um, Mexico. Uh, what's the place? Uh, somewhere in Mexico where they filmed predator and uh, we were walking <laughs> we went to the site the site the the movie uh set of predator up in the jungle right it was like a rainforesty type place um and uh right. we 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 rented a jeep so we're all cool you know driving up the mountain in a jeep and we get to this place and, and i'm like let's go check out the jungle and so heidi's like uh okay and so we i start trudging along and i look back and heidi's clear back there we've taken like 10 <laughs> steps and she's like she takes a step and then she looks down and looks over here looks all around and then she takes another step i'm like Oh, this is not gonna go very far. This is gonna take <laughs> this a while. Is how quick you're moving. <laughs> and she was just like scared of just about anything. And so I said, "Would you feel more comfortable staying at the set of Predator while I go off into the jungle for a, just a little while, just a minute?" You know. And she's like, that "Okay, romantic that, movie yeah. Predator." She's yeah. like, kind of sigh of relief. And then so I go off running into the jungle. And this is the first time I've been in a rainforest, you know. So I'm all excited and I'm running around in the jungle looking for stuff, thinking I'm gonna see all these snakes and lizards everywhere. And I saw Jack squat and I come back and Heidi's like, Oh, there was a boa constrictor and it crawled under this, you know, this board over here. And and then I looked over here and there was a snake and it crawled up the tree. And I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she, she got to see all the wildlife. I saw like a, a cool bird. <laughs> I should have stuck with my wife. Damn. That's a lesson for you. Owen. stick yeah, with your wife. Would, okay. Yeah. It was a, it was a I thought you were going to say you like just got out of sight and turned around and was like, get to the chopper! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You'd be screaming that the entire time. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. understand. I, I finally showed... If it bleeds, <laughs> we can find it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I finally showed that movie to... Heidi hadn't seen it. And I'm like, what <laughs> is oh. up here? I mean, her family used to watch like every show, like every show from the 80s. So I was really shocked. And so we watched it and yeah. yeah. It's a good yeah, one. Was, was she like, I've been there. I saw a boa constrictor right there. <laughs> like, quit rubbing it in. But the, the kids nice. were a little nonplussed. But I think we, we watched Prey as well, and that was yeah. really, really that was good, good right? show. I really liked that one, yeah. Is that yeah, the new one? Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. I, have I enjoyed you, it. Have you, have you seen it? I have yeah, not. It's, it's on my list. Like it's the worth 1700s it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really good. cool, yeah. I like yeah. that one. Cool. But, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. What's going on with you guys? Where are you guys going? We're, we're, oh, we're going to Arizona. We're going we're, back to hang with yeah. Dustin. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I had some nice. uh, miles that were about to expire, so I'm like, oh, 
I might as well go down while, during the during the monsoon, and you know Dustin keeps posting all these great pictures. Hell yeah! So I'm like I got to get back out there. And then uh, Chuck found out. He's like, "Why didn't you invite me, you jerk?" And I'm Dude. like, uh, "I <laughs> no, thought he, I did." He, 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 he like randomly brings it up while we're in the middle of a of a show, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Wait a minute!" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's Steve's going." I'm like, "Steve, Steve Sharp." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm like. What the hell, man? Like, Steve's like north of me. I'm like, unbelievable. He's like, oh, I- I'm pretty sure I invited you. I'm like, mm, no. Justin no, built a crew behind your back. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, That's cool. I can't take a hint. So, so we're getting the band back together. Yeah. yeah. Just, I just couldn't handle the rejection if he said no. You know, Surprise! I, like, I invited myself. <laughs> so, the older we get, the more frail we yeah. get. I get it. Just too sensitive. So Steve's yes. going to pick up Chuck, and then they're going to drive over. I'm going to fly down. Dustin's going to pick me up from the airport, and then we're going to head out nice. so sweet still trying to decide what nice. to do it's it's like that trade-off between driving and you know and hitting good spots and stuff so i really want to see a hog nose yeah. alive so and and steve has a good spot for those so we may go out uh back towards mm-hmm. bob's place and wouldn't be bad to another one of us away. is going to be there so which means you're going to be tripping over hog nose <laughs> and kick a gila monster by accident is what's going to end up happening yeah. between justin and dustin which i am affectionately now calling justin uh, okay <laughs> justin and dustin justin right, yeah. we're just the, the Austins. Um, yeah <laughs> that's a good one we, we should we should mob up out there if, if there is if there's reptiles well, steve found. steve's found twin spots He's i know all sorts of good stuff. So I know, but it was hard for yeah. me to work in the joke about okay. Justin, yeah. Dustin, yeah. and yeah. Steve. You know what I'm saying? You, you see gotta, how that doesn't we're fit? We're just going to be carrying Chuck the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Would you find Listen, something? I'll be sending. <laughs> there is, but uh, there will be no spitty tears out of me. That's true. You won't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sending you pictures of coastal carpets yeah. and uh, blackheads. Uh, I'm going to be mad at everybody. So okay, I'll hold you. I'll hold you to that, Eric. Mm. Hell yeah. I sure hope you guys find a lot of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. My friend Cindy, she's going out to Alice Springs, and I was like, oh, man, I'm really – I really need to get back over there. (laughs) But I I am – I don't know if I should announce it on the show, but I am planning a 50th birthday in Australia. So you guys are welcome to come along. Um, Everybody on the screen right now. It's in March of 2025. My fiftieth. Okay, I was going to uh, say yeah, you're like forty. You got time, right? Time. Right. Thank you for giving me 47. time. <laughs> I might, I might be fifty two. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to look for these in the gammons. Oh, <laughs> done. Now you got. Yeah. Sorry, honey. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't really done anything down in South Australia. Um, kind of that interior, mm. you know. So I, I think that would be really cool, and maybe even head up to Alice Springs. I don't know if that's too far to go, but you know, somewhere down there, check out some cool knobtails, check out some, uh, hopefully see some inlands or gammon ranges carpets. That would be, that would be the ultimate. Ooh, yeah. That'd be cool. How awesome would yeah. that be? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking on iNaturalist and March seemed to be a good time. And I'm like, Hey, there's a good excuse. I'm turning 50. I got to be there in Australia. So <laughs> has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. In, and as the pod father, I must attend all <laughs> posts, birthday parties, regardless of there where they're go. at. It's in, it's in it's the contract in the you guys signed. Yeah, very yeah, small. It part. is. Yeah. Uh, I think that goes the other way, too. Contractual so. obligations. Every birthday, just let me know where we're meeting. <laughs> yes. I'll do a different, different spot in Australia. Justin yes. just shows up to every birthday you have from now. On. <laughs> the, only, the only downside yeah. is you have to wear a stupid birthday hat the whole time here over there. Whatever, man. If I'm finding a gammon yeah. ranch, I wear oh the my hat. God, the yeah. whole deal. That'd be great for all the pictures. Eric found yeah. something. <laughs> when we find it, you blow your horn. Yeah. Eric said, "I'll do it in my in my Podfather regalia if you want. No problem." Happened to Eric. Oh, guys. Heat stroke back there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. Excellent. That sounds good. Well, anything exciting cool. going on with you guys in the reptile world? Okay, far too many babies. Just, yeah. just mm-hmm. so many you, you babies. You still got snakes. eggs, mm-hmm. don't you? I do yeah. still have eggs yeah. going. I have bread lie that are getting ready to hatch probably in a couple weeks here. Oh, nice. And then I have a secret project that I was working Ooh. on that we have to see if that works out because that is still looking like it might. There's a hint. <laughs> yeah. so, I think yeah. I caught the hint. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So cool. Uh, we'll see if that works out. If yeah. that works out, then I'm screwed. So, um, yeah. but I am plugging through a ton of different species, several that I've never produced before. Nice. So I'm trying to get like the blonde hog nose to eat. Mm-hmm. I found out baby gold face white lips are just assassins directly out of the egg. Nice. Um, so, which good, is cool. But then like my them. olives just hatched. Um, <laughs> my rhinos just hatched. It's pandemonium. That's awesome. So, yeah, you are, man, you're having a kill. You are killing season. it in a most busiest way. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst year to do it. Okay. Babies, oh, I've got to leave on my honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. You can, do well if you can do absence. this year, you can do anything. Any year, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. God. But Just make it through. You're young and virile. You know, you're not like us <laughs> old. And... <laughs> I feel Walk like it I'm... off, son. Walk it off. <laughs> it's like I was telling Eric the other day, I'm like, I feel like I'm one of the old guys, but I have to remember how much of a young, annoying thing i was when i first got in here i'm still that apparently like when does that stop like, so, yeah. never yeah. Yeah. oh it's always good to be young at heart <laughs> even if you're not young in body but, um i yeah i just had my last eggs hatch out so i came down and saw a couple little uh nefarious wheeler eye the banded knobtails running around in nice. the incubator nice. so well in there container in cool. the incubator but yeah that was that was exciting they're nice looking too one was really dark That's- and one was kind of lighter do two of them yeah both the eggs hatched the the first two clutches only one of the two eggs hatched so i don't know what happened there but yeah the last clutch got Hmm. two so total of four babies not not bad so yeah they're not at all really cool i'm really excited i'm gonna have to hold some back i think and see if you know get uh get a at least a pair or something and try to pair them up with some of the unrelated stuff and then you know i like the i don't know there's something about raising stuff up in your in your own mm-hmm. spot, you know, that just, they do mm-hmm. so much better. And I think it's even more drastic with uh, lizards for some, I don't know, for some reason, like yeah. the yeah. adults that I got just haven't really performed much. You know, I just had one female that laid, that laid all those eggs. So she had uh, three clutches. So I don't know, but we'll see, see how it goes. Yeah. You almost wonder if there's like environmental imprinting that happens when they're, when they're really young. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. I, I, re- I was reading a cool uh, paper by uh, 
by Shine's group, and they incubated eggs on like sterilized dirt or dirt with like bacteria and stuff like that. And they found mm-hmm. the babies that hatched in the dirt that had the bacteria and stuff, they were significantly larger than the babies that hatched on sterile soil, even though like the water content, everything was the really? same. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. an interesting that thing. I mean, the, I think. I don't know. I'm still just geeked out over Shine's book, but his uh, he has like all of his publications on his website. You can go and just look at all the papers he's published. Most of them. I don't know that they're oh, all on cool. there, but he has like a link so you can just open the paper and read it, you know, right there. So check out Rick Shine's uh his uh website. But yeah, they just did a big book book event in Australia and everybody got their books signed and stuff like that. I I think uh nice. <laughs> um they were talking about it on the Aussie Herp podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. That would have been cool to see. <laughs> Our, <laughs> yeah, nemesis. To <laughs> Our nemesis. Our nemesis. <clears throat> yeah. That book was cool until I got this other book that showed up in the mail, and then I threw that one in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I saw it. The other I don't one, know if you should do that. books over <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dr. Shine. <laughs> it's, it's like on a Dr. table Dr. behind Jude his chair. taking your spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That is uh, quite a compliment. That is. That's, that's <laughs> too, too, very too kind. But yeah, that's really nice of you. But I don't think I agree. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost we done do. with, with Shine's book, and it's it's just a, yeah, it's, it's really fantastic. Well yeah, yeah, it's really, I really good. I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, got my brain wheels turning, that's for sure. But yeah, anything else going on? You guys just itching to fight? I mean, constantly. Yeah. yeah. Have you All listened to NPR? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, just, I don't think uh, we ever fight. Do we ever fight? <laughs> I'm under contract to, to say no. <laughs> <laughs> You'll give each other a hard time here and there, but I, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, don't hell think, yes. I don't think I've I mean, ever seen God fight, man. Yeah. Especially if Owen has to argue the. Uh, side of the morphs <laughs> and the rare species are a good yeah. thing. <laughs> that would be awesome. That hurts so bad because I have to somehow channel like turn off my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Look, his eyes twitching already. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Now, I guess the question is do you want to have any help from us or are we just here to referee? Sure. I mean, which part? Which part? He doesn't yet. You can't give him. <sighs> maybe, maybe we'll just kind of maybe act, ask some helpful follow up questions and, and that we'll let you guys fight. And then yeah. jump in as you feel. I don't want to get in between you, the, you know, you two. That, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, don't stick your hand in between two fighting dogs. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah, that's probably not a good thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Who wants to call the coin flip? Okay, so I guess we need to introduce the topic. Uh, I guess you guys don't need to introduce yourselves because if anybody doesn't know who you are, then you won't be listening <laughs> to this know, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, How'd you get here? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so we're going to talk about if it's a good thing or not so good thing to have a morph show up of a rare or less commonly kept species. So I, I, Horrible! <laughs> oh, I, I think somebody has it. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. No, I think I, that's kind of how this maybe came about. There was some discussion in the chat about, uh, uh, was so, it a Halmahera? Or no, it was a... Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the albino Halmahera. Yes, albino Halmahera yeah. that was uh, found and... And Chuck's allegedly, like, and Chuck's like, allegedly. kill it, kill it. <laughs> and certain other people were like, "No, nah, it's cool. Come on, let it, let it have a chance." You know, and uh, bring it to a bar neck. 
And so then, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> or anything with a cloaca. <laughs> See, I love it because it's very easy to just set off Chuck. And it's just fun to do. <laughs> like, so. uh, Chuck loves that phrase. It's just such a great. Yeah, phrase. it grinds my cloaca. <laughs> All right, so who's... we smell our own. I know where Chuck's at. He knows where I'm at. It's fine. <laughs> who's calling it? I, I give it to the pod okay. father. He's got to call that, it. That makes a lot of sense. If I do, people I guess call the question is, do I, do I help the pod father? Mm. No, he, he doesn't I think, yeah. I, but first off, I demand witnesses. I say heads. heads. It is heads. Damn. The pod father oh. wins. So now now comes the fun part. What? Which side do you want which to Which side do you want to debate knowing what's going to happen? <laughs> well, Owen, yeah. friend of mine... <laughs> Just do it. Just rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to take the side of the morphs are bad for a rare species because oh, yeah. I am I gave all my morphs to you, so clearly you're the morph guy now, and I'm the non-morph guy. This all seems right. like some sort of like years-long laid trap that you're dropping in right now. And I, I feel I like he didn't even that. just – I don't think he just pulled the be. Band-Aid off. I think he just hot-waxed your whole beard <laughs> and ripped it off, dude. <laughs> He's rubbing salt in those horrible This is what makes it fun. Yeah, yeah, now you have exactly. to argue the other yeah, side. Eric definitely plays the long con, and it's just not good. Uh, <laughs> hey, the coin, Welcome the to coin fight decided, gentlemen. Yeah, the coin yep. made the call. All right, Eric. And I'm going to let. I'm going to defer to Owen. Right. <laughs> You're chuckifying him. <laughs> Checking him. I'm chuckifying it. All right, Owen, the All floor right. is yours. <laughs> Shit! (laughs) I will mute. I will mute my mic. Go ahead, sir. (laughs) Crap! All right. Um. All my thoughts are now. I have to be like, no betrayal. (laughs) You got to turn off. Obviously, (laughs) when it comes to popularity in species all in themselves, Mm -hmm. we can see like time and time again the popularity has come through with. Followed by morphs. And I would say probably one of the best examples of that is that carpet pythons were definitely a fringe species in the hobby until morphs like jaguar, zebra, and other things that could be combined and worked with came about. So that kind of renaissance that was Morelia of the last 10, 15 years is due to morphs. So I would say the biggest thing and the biggest key of morphs in rare species is that it does bring some people who maybe thought about dipping their toe into a new species. It, it kind of gives them almost like a reason to. Yeah. And I would say that's why morphs are good and it doesn't hurt me at all. <laughs> how, how are they going to know how cool they are if they don't keep them? Right? Exactly. You know, no matter how like they, they come just, into it. <laughs> it's not like they can just look at the snake and admire it for what it is. It needs to have some fleshy colors. Otherwise, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not a little little half hearted there. <laughs> it hurts so bad. <laughs> I feel like I feel First like I feel like watching Eric right now and the look on his face is Arnold Schwarzenegger setting up all the traps and predator <laughs> for the Mac and Wookie to walk in. Go ahead. Drip yeah, it. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> First of all, how dare you, sir? <laughs> the renaissance of carpet pythons has wanna, to I do with morphs <laughs> and not like, Obje- I don't know, objection. a podcast called Morelia Python Radio, a book oh, called The Complete Carpet oh. Python. 
Shots. Oh, the complete carpet python that had a morph section in it because we needed to make sure that everybody knew. Yeah, about it was the like ten pages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Um, Please continue. Why do I think that morphs are bad for a rare species? Um, I think probably my thought would be that with a rare species, typically they're difficult to breed or they're wild caught and you have to get them established and it takes somebody that really cares about, um, you know, that species, um, like Chuck with Alma Harris. Um, and I just think if the morphs get involved, it sort of dirties the pool, you know, um, especially when that animal's trying to become established. I don't, I guess the older I get, <clears throat> the more I, um, have moved away from morphs and look at the, you know, the natural variability. You take something like a carpet python and like, I was thinking about this the other day and I wonder uh, if like, you know, like carpet pythons hatch out and it's always the odd one in that clutch Mm -hmm. and it just looks cool and it could be nothing. It could be something who cares, but it's just like, wow, look at this one. It's really a smoker. Um, And I, I don't know if I really see that in like ball pythons that are morph heavy. It seems like they're just worried about making the morph, mm-hmm. refining the morph, you know, but um, just replicating that, uh, you know, that color or pattern. Yeah, it doesn't even seem to know. matter so I, like I, how, how nice the morph is. As long as it has the gene, that's what they're, they're yeah. excited about. Yeah. And I, and I know that because I've been guilty of that. I mean, when I was breeding zebra carpets, they were dirt ugly at the beginning when they first came in. You know, they were just dirt ugly. I was surprised at how fast they turned around into, you know, these yellow and black things you see today. They're amazing. But, um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. To me, it was just at that point, I've been in that mindset where it's just like, oh, I'm going to just try to make one of these. And I think it really just comes back to money, right? Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's sort of the, uh, I was, I was talking to Scott Iper about this, where we were talking about the Jags and we were talking about the whole, like, um, do, uh, YouTube people do the thing, you know, like their videos for themselves or are they trying to promote uh, a species? Um, and obviously they love reptiles or they did love reptiles at some point. They must have some sort of love for reptiles, but I wonder <clears throat> if, um, at some point the money becomes uh, more a part of it. And the thing I related to was the Jag carpet. And for me, I had to get rid of the Jag carpet, even though I thought I had, if I didn't have them, I wouldn't be somebody in the carpet Python community. <laughs> I wouldn't have stuff to sell on a, on a table that people would like. Um, so it led me to find, even though in my head, I knew that for me, it wasn't right. Um, so, and then that's the other thing about if, if morphs are bad, like, I don't know, those genes are kind of broken, right? They're not supposed to be <laughs> like that. And you're like, have this rare species that you're introducing broken genes into. Doesn't make sense to me. Floor is yours. Mm. <laughs> I object to half of what he said because it's devastating to my case. Okay. So I, I don't approve. Um, the, I would say that the other good thing about morphs is that, it, like I said, it does gain in the popularity. So people might be working with the rare species and hopefully with the idea of breeding the rare species, 
more in captivity, like let's say olive pythons that only have one morph, like albino. But because some people might be chasing an albino olive python, they're breeding more and more and more. Now, obviously, importation is illegal from Australia. Can't do it. But in other species where there's maybe one morph or something like that, where there is importation, having a captive bred population does help with not having too many things be imported question mark so um there's that whole thing is that it does also help with that and it also does kind of lock the species in as something that can be in u.s herpticulture and might be a little bit harder to say not be because a lot of times with a rare species if there's only maybe one or two guys breeding them if something happens to their collection or if they just stop then it's gone like dun eye and things like that where we have to bring them back into the country because nobody gave a damn. So that's where having some kind of morph project and, like, again, increase in popularity could help keep animals in U.S. herpticulture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at what happened when uh, Bert Langewerf died. I mean, you couldn't find an Aussie water dragon to save your life for a bit. And then people were like, wait, we got we to gotta breed these. They're, they're valuable mm-hmm. again, you know? And so he'd just kind of taken care of that. And then when, when he went away, they went away too. So, yeah, even yeah. with no morphs, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. Or, or there were no morphs in Aussie water dragons in U.S. So that's, yeah, that could be part of it. That's a decent point. There. All right, I'm coming back strong at you, man. <laughs> Damn it. You said about, <clears throat> you said about uh, wild-caught stuff like that, bitch. rare stuff, Yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Think about the granite carpet. The only wild-caught carpet python that we can get legally mm-hmm. in the States. And what did we do to that? <laughs> Bred it so bad it didn't have eyeballs. <laughs> yes, go on. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get your point. <laughs> I'm just worried about that. The, the, the idea of, um, you know, uh, the morph itself um, comes before... Um, putting the species uh, in captivity the correct way. We'll, we'll breed the hell out of anything. Look at rough scale pythons. Doesn't <laughs> and, matter. And, and look at the alleged uh, hybridization of varig- albino variegata, right? Like, remember mm-hmm. all the Harrisoni, or well, allegedly mm-hmm. all of the, the, <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the one male or whatever they got bred to all those Harrisoni. Anything with the cloaca. Well, because they couldn't wait, I couldn't wait for the head. I yeah. mean, I. Is that only sorry, a problem with you. is that only a problem with things with subspecies though? Would that be the same thing as say the the Halmahera? Unless they're well, making I, uh, hybrids, you know. I, I mean, I think I think unfortunately, what it what it clearly demonstrates is people when they see the chance to make money will make bad decisions, and and that 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 you know that is the unfortunately the primary driver. Mm-hmm. In, in the whole issue. So yeah, I, I won't say much more because I think Eric's got plenty of points more to make true. about this. But that is a so pretty, pretty big deal. I certainly have a lot to say about yeah. this, but it's not mine. Yeah, Chase. It's not my, it's not my fight. Yeah. All right. Uh, Go I, ahead, Eric. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, since Owen, you took a side for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'll take, I'll take, make a point for you yeah. is that, uh, you know, and maybe, maybe you kind of said this already, but like, I guess the idea of a morph would mean that maybe more people would be interested in it, mm-hmm. which mean that there would be more people working with it in captivity, which would possibly mean that more people would, um, you know, establish those rare animals in captivity. Did you say that? Yes. Yeah. And I would say, and I would say, 
to, to that point, um, my tracia are pretty big now. They're they're good. They're every bit of eight feet. And could you imagine an eight oh, wow. foot an an eight foot albino tracia? Just it would be it would be a stunning looking animal. Yeah. I, I I would admit that you know it, it would, but. You know, I I just think the, the the rest of that is kind of the problematic part. Well, I don't I don't know. I I don't get into the albinos like a lot of people do. I just think they kind of washes Some everything albinos, out, and you know, yeah, yeah. Unless it's well, like, it like a carpet, albino a, carpets are uh, kind of bright. Yeah, I was gonna say variegata doesn't yep. do that. That picture of that doesn't that do that. Picture yeah. that uh, the um, scrub didn't do a thing for me. I went. I'd much rather have the normal wild type pattern than. Yeah. How do we feel yeah. about albino olives? Because I feel like that's everybody's thing where it's like either you love an albino olive or you're like, eh, because it's like mm-hmm. it it has no pattern, which is yeah, kind yeah. of what I think a lot of people who are into albino Darwin's love is that there's colors and there's patterns, there's flashy everywhere yeah. where it's just like if it's one solid color. You're like, OK, well, it's Looks already one like solid milk. color, so it's either yeah. feel, white yeah, or feel, brown. I feel like you got two white or brown. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it, it, that's exactly right. It's one solid color, and so what you're left with is: is this snake super cool? Yes, right. this snake's super cool. So you know whether you like the white one or the brown one, you're still left with a snake that's super cool. Um, right. So you know, like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's a you know a no lose uh, example there. Right. But you don't well, see. I mean, you don't see them. Why don't you see them? Yeah, you know they're here. Well, why aren't they produced? Why What's not? What's going on with that? Olives you know? are hard. Come on, well. somebody <laughs> spill the beans. What's happening? Yeah, I mean, plenty of normals olives are olives being are harder yeah. than expected. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I mean from the from the get go, they've be been fine. very <laughs> difficult. I think that's a that's a you know kind of a point for Eric is that you know that these these morphs when they're when everything's focused around the morph like you were saying then it kind of just you know that's the focus and then the normal outbreeding and and different things you try to you know try to do in a normal project when you have just regular wild type animals ceases to occur and then you're just focused on that one morph and so you're breeding everything to the morph you're not breeding normals anymore you're breeding all your females to that albino male because you paid 20 grand for it or whatever so and if you look at like ball pythons there was so much importation of like and people went through and sifted through all the weird shit that was coming in that was you know genetic mutations but still out in wild population that was genetically Mm -hmm. diverse right so you had this genetically diverse thing rather than like you know a freaking pair of snakes that came in that were related to each other from the same clutch and then bred and bred and bred and bred and bred yeah but you still you still breed to the offspring you know you're still breeding them Mm -hmm. back to the parent to produce more of those more right but i guess what i'm saying is you're focusing in any deleterious genes that may have come with that you know mutations i I get what you're saying but but you're also talking about like ball pythons, which have morph, 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 yeah. all these yeah. different morphs. So that's, you know, all, all the all the ball python mutations aren't interrelated where carpets are, you know, you're talking about like wider versus much narrower, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. But now ball pythons yeah. are, are turning a trash species into gold. 
<laughs> we're talking about turning uh, gold Whoa. species. <laughs> Whoa, we're turning it into trash, are we? <laughs> there are I thought some you would agree with that one, Owen. To... Damn. <laughs> royal pythons. Listen, I'm on this side right now. I cannot tell you what I would think about. Oh, that's a good Ask point. Ask me tomorrow. Fair, fair enough, like fair enough. There's eight-year-olds everywhere trying to punch you through the mic right yeah. now. Jesus. Yeah. No, I mean, nobody wanted to work with ball pythons back in the day. And no, they were very difficult no, the, to work no. with, too. They were hard to breed and everything. So they were I guess terrible. that, that works to, you know, <laughs> that works to Owen's advantage to show that, you know, something that's difficult to breed and nobody wanted to work with. And all of a sudden there's morphs. And now everybody, any eight year old can breed them like Chuck said. So, yeah, I think the only, the only thing that that's true, but look at, I, and again, I'm, I don't have my finger on the pulse of the ball Python hobby, but I feel that like, I feel like we take the the reptiles we work with. Let's let's just say pythons for the mm-hmm. moment. I feel like we take them for granted. Um, you know, I, I, for me, I think that I was always driven to look at morphs simply because I I had, you know, I, I kept them in a rack on ta- on paper, you know, on plain paper. Mm-hmm. So I needed something to pizzazz it. But it wasn't until I started herping that you start to see the animal in its environment. I mean, think about those rattlesnakes yeah. and think about their, you know, just the environment that they're in and like they are matched oh, perfectly yeah. for that environment, you know, um, thinking about bread lie in Alice Springs and that, you know, just all those things come into play. And mm-hmm. I just think that as somebody that has been through the side of it, of trying to be the flashy morph person, first of all, I don't know. My opinion is is that it's an endless it's just a pyramid scheme yeah. that ends with you being the loser. <laughs> you know. <laughs> at least that's how I felt. It was just like no matter how much money I spent to be at the top of the list, I was still always behind everybody else because I was trying to be patient with the, you know, raising them up and feeding them correctly and not power feeding whereas everybody else in that you know, in that market was sort of rushing to be the person that produced X, you know, Eric, do you Um, feel like when you stop kind of participating in the morph, the morph game, however you want to say it, that, that your goals changed instead of chasing that next or whatever you're, you're now you're like looking at it. Cause yeah, I think, I think for me, what has always been is I've always been a natural history person. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like to me, there. I mean, just the the idea of a snake having no legs, <laughs> no arms, and being able to survive and eat things with its face <laughs> and kill things with its face. It sheds once. A while. I don't know. There's just so many cool things about these uh, snakes that we work, or just reptiles in general, that I think that we take for granted. And I think that the morph thing, at least for me blinded me to those things because the only thing I was concerned about was making XX combo. Mm-hmm. Hasn't the shine you book know? just really awakened that in like, that's what it's done for me thinking about oh, how yeah. cool reptiles are and how amazing Australia is. And like, 
you know, just crazy yeah. stuff that he discovered. And just, we, you know, we didn't know this stuff before he came along and said, somebody needs to look into this in, in Australia because Australia is different. Yeah. You know, they, they, they have that just severe weather. And you know, I don't know. I just have gained so much more appreciation for snakes in the wild surviving. You know, I, who cares about a paint job when you've got a snake in the wild surviving? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I kind of, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, and I, I think I mentioned this on one of the earlier fight clubs, but like w- w- when you hatch out carpets, like, you know, non-morph carpets, it's like you get, you get nice animals and then, you, you know, you get that like, like n- nice spectrum from like the really awesome stuff that's right out of the egg that you're like, oh. That's going to be a nice animal, right? And and yes. all the way down to like, oh yeah, that's just a brown, ugly carpet right now. And then and then six months to a year down the line, you get it again. And if you hold on to all of them, uh, the ones that you were like, oh, that's crap, turn into like you're like blowing your mind, right? And and how many times have you sold a snake that you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I sold that. That thing turned out to be one of the nicest ones of the clutch, like just that whole, like, you know, that whole, like just process of it is, is so cool with carpets. And I don't know that you get that necessarily with morphs as much, like certainly, you know, like one of my Varigata uh, albinos is much nicer than the other one, but that's like pretty obvious, like right out of the, Mm -hmm. you know, like it doesn't, to me, it doesn't change where, you know, with, 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 a, a more wild type uh, color yeah. change, you kind of see it see it more. I don't know. I, maybe that's not an accurate thing to say, but that's kind of been what I've noticed. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. To yeah, I think the other thing with morphs that just popped in my head when you're saying this is just the you know then there's the other part of it is the political part of it, right? And to me, I think this is what turned me off to morphs more than anything. It's like if you buy a morph from said person, then, you know, you're now on said person's team. And then there's the other person that, you know what I mean? And it just becomes this bullshit. And uh, to me, it just it loses the the whole, um, you know, the whole idea of what we're doing this for. You know, yeah, it becomes a pyramid scheme, <laughs> then rather than a yeah. working with cool <laughs> animals thing. Yeah. All right, Owen. Yeah, yeah. What you got? Come for on, Owen. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard right now. <laughs> it's like I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Shit. Um, no. <laughs> it's like, um, I I would say that it does give you a something to chase, something to have fun with, a project to build. Mm-hmm. Um, you can start with the smallest little thing of your own and decide that you're going to breed this animal for this thing, this color, this thing, that thing. And you can do that. And then as you get generations in, you see the fruits of your labor through the morphs. I started in 2009 with two original caramel carpets that I got because some guy bought them and decided he didn't want them. And I picked them up and that earned me a phone call from Nick Mutton having never heard who oh, I was. And he's you. like, how did you get these? <laughs> Tell me now. Did you like, get and that's, so there was that whole thing, but through that of just breeding those animals to each other, to animals that I had, to animals that I picked up, I'm starting to produce now my own super caramels and Super caramel jaguars and 
various caramel tigers, things like that, that I've been working at to get down to a point where um, I have my first super caramel exanic that I hatched out this year. Mm -hmm. And she's stunning. She's everything I ever asked for when it came to that kind of a project. But then there's also the small projects that are important to me. Nobody cares about them, and I don't give a damn. I fell in love with Tiger Jags when I was in college. Mm -hmm. So I am on a mission to find the (laughs) – to create the – most perfect tiger jag in my opinion mm-hmm. and that is what fuels I this project. I already gave it to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you did. She's over there, okay? <laughs> now I'm going to take her and do other stuff. Like that's okay. The so, next level. But there's that whole thing is that you can build these things and it gives you something to shoot for and there's something in the back of your head of just producing an animal that at one point was years away mm-hmm. and you finally get it. Then it's got those colors that you wanted. And it's got that um, pattern that you wanted. And you've now, you're now like four generations in and you've hatched its grandfather and you saw something in that animal that you kind of decided it needed to stay in tweak. And it is definitely a huge payoff. I, I definitely agree that like, if you get the red gene or the tiger gene or the hypo gene, Jeans, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, involved, it can, you know, really turn an animal up to 10 very, very, very quickly. So it definitely cuts down mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of the, some of the work that needs to be done to refine it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think that's a pretty unarguable mm-hmm. point. Yeah, definitely instant gratification goes along with morphs. <laughs> yeah. Look at of course. you always fucking well, and, then, and then you get you get the morphs and then you get the YouTube and then you get the money <laughs> and then you get the power and then you get, and then you get, and the, then you get the women like that's how it gets how it works right yeah uh, I thought then damn it <laughs> I thought then you go to what is it called Animal Con or what's the I they wouldn't let me in it was weird uh, that's I okay went there yeah, yeah. I, I I think. Anybody who didn't go in and didn't get the free door I, prize. I, I said, COVID. do you know my voice? Close your eyes. Listen, yeah. it's me. Let me in. Didn't work. Didn't turn you away. I can only go by your voice. Exactly. You're frozen, right. Alan. That's why I don't He's say frozen. many things when There's I'm flying no incognito in to you. You've only got an yep. audio element. <laughs> if you click on your camera back and forth, you'll, you'll, I've been doing it the whole time because I keep freezing too. Ah. I don't like looking at your bitter face like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Yay, there, there, it is. <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, um, I feel like uh, Owen. I will give you props. I will give you props. Good. You you approached the morph thing way better than I did because <laughs> you picked a project and you worked with it and you're still working with it and you've refined it to where I would dare say that you have probably some of the best caramels in the states. Um, in my opinion, that's just it's because you've seen you know? the shit I hide from everybody else. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I've seen. It. I've, I've, I've seen let the you stuff come that in you and got. Go through tubs. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I think that reptiles. You know, me and Rob Stone were talking about this. That requires patience. 
I think that uh, establishing an animal, getting them to eat, uh, you know, uh, getting them to breed and getting the babies going and all those things requires a tremendous amount of patience. I mean, you're looking at bringing in, if we're talking about, let's say, like a wild caught Halma Harris scrub, I don't know, Chuck, how long did it take you to establish them? Years, right? Years. I mean, I got them in 2011. So, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, I just think that like the morph thing, it's it speeds it up. And I think that, um, you know, I will I, like I said, it, I think if you're doing a project where you're doing a specific project and you're not trying to do, see to me, the morph thing became too enticing. Like it, it, it was too tempting to just like, oh, I can be a carpet python breeder and that's what I'm going to do. And I don't have to go to work anymore. And this is going to be great. It's you know? selling a lifestyle, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, uh, I don't know. Um, and then I think the other, the only other part that I would push back is what happens when the morph isn't cool. I mean, we've seen this over and over and over and over again, right? Where, you know, you get in this albino Halma Harris scrub, all right? Okay, it's beautiful, whatever. We can go back and forth on whether it's nice or not. You get it established, it's nice, and then it becomes, eh. It's been done. You know? Been there, done so that. now yeah. <laughs> that rare species becomes, eh, and it just disappears into the ether of the reptile hobby where, you know, some 60 year old dude that has, you know, had them since, uh, you know, 2006 is, you know, working with them. And he's the only person and nobody knows because they're not on Facebook and they're not on social media and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just worry about what happens then. Does the species not it loses its cool. I mean, think about, I think about when we used to listen to reptile radio, right. And they would talk about like a bumblebee ball Python was like the pinnacle of what you could do with ball mm. pythons. Have you seen anybody that ever talks about a bumblebee ball Python? They haven't even refined a bumblebee ball Python. You know, I don't see them anymore. I don't know. Maybe they're there. Maybe. And I just don't see them, but Not um, I don't think anybody cares anymore. Yeah. They're yeah. folded into the morph pancake yeah. by yeah. now. <laughs> but right. it's also uh, and it's the, just the spider is kind of similar to the jaguar, so it's lost favor with people. They don't want to have a ball uh, python. That okay, spins fair enough. But yeah, I mean, name any morph, and you got yeah, that's the that's the sure. case. Unless it's like one of the key ingredient morphs that seem to be in everything, you know, yellow belly or fire, or whatever. Yes. They're like they're right. in every combo, but yeah. And you do have a few people that, you know, like I think Justin Kabilka, I think he does it right. But he's not he's not he's not following a trend. He's setting yeah. the trend. Yeah, right. Yeah, How yeah. many people can set a yeah. trend? Um, They're the ones you, making you're in the a money. different <laughs> the ones that are yeah. setting. The Correct. Trend. Yeah, you, you have to be you're the Justin Kabilka or the Paul Harris <laughs> yeah. in order to be the relevant. You know, and that, that could and, easily not work, I th too. I mean, you could try to mm -hmm. set a yeah, trend and you could wind up with something that everybody goes, who cares about that? You know, you, or you could right. get lucky and, you know, predict it correctly like Justin Kabilka did. And everybody's drooling over <laughs> yeah. your animals. You know? Multiple and then you got to keep right, doing yeah. that. You know? So the pressure is <laughs> yeah. on yes. you to stay in the forefront and keep refining what you have. So you're always chasing that next thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's 100%. Like, it feels like you're always chasing that next thing, and it never becomes about learning about what makes this animal tick, yeah. you know? like Yeah, you, know. you care less about the animal and more about the paint job on the animal, you know? the <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a... Oh, well, I have a question for Owen to um, maybe, I don't know, lead you in a direction, but what do you, what do you think yeah. about, like... Um, people working together you know that uh 
if if somebody's got this rare morph and all or a rare species and all of a sudden this morph pops up and they kind of work together do you think that those kind of things foster people you know working and networking with each other yeah i mean i, I would say a great example of that is that will leary had the jags and jason balen had the tigers and they had to work together in order for us to get the tiger jags which led us down that whole path and this was prior to granite zebras things like that popping up so that was that was the thing it was that you know that that working together that that forming that community or uh that partnership just for that one project helped bring it several steps forward and i would say that when a morph does pop out it, it kind of forces us to figure out the animal because mm-hmm. anybody who just has a species can get lucky and get a clutch once. And then God help you if something weird happened and popped out of those eggs. Because now you have to repeat it. Mm-hmm. And you have to repeat it with this mutant. So it does cause you to go into a deeper dive into what caused this. What did that? And, I mean, there are species that have no morphs that we still haven't figured out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just say that that's mainly because... Some of those species, no, no, not because there's no morphs, because some of those species are so high priced that only a certain number of people are working with them. So things like morphs increase popularity and then it also spreads out who's working with the animals. And you got more hands. You have more like Justin was talking about. You have more of a community. You have more people thinking about it, toying with it, Mm -hmm. messing with it. If Bull and I were a thousand dollars a piece. We could all be kind of we'd all have a pair and see what happens. Like it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. So just because there's a morph involved doesn't necessarily mean that we're not working with it or not figuring it out. So, mm-hmm. well, Balin and Leary worked well together. <laughs> I that, did. Shut up. Right. Don't, 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 <laughs> did he work, did he work well, well with know, anybody? That's what I'm talking about. Are there tiger yeah. jags? <laughs> then that's where we stop talking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think carpets were a little bit different, though, back yeah. then, no? I mean, they were, the, the, you know, there was no... I think that's sort of... Hey, we had really tri-stripes kind of and we had gray-looking ones, okay? Exactly. <laughs> like, that was... Uh, the good the old days. There was, there was, oh, yes, I know. Let's all go back yeah. to the MP days where we can all sit there and be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> well, I, I I'm think, sorry, too, what like, if, if, so, if there is an... If there is an, an you know a, an expanded interest due to a morph, you also have maybe an increase... If if it's available, an increase in importation because right now they kind of like importers just go oh nobody cares about that species they're not bringing in home hairs they could be bringing them in they could be you know very well they're very bringing them they're bringing them in yeah they're but, bringing but, them in I mean how many like just a couple well not a lot because I don't think yeah. they're I don't think they're they're, they're kind of you know, a specialized thing but if there was a morph and people in, yeah. were all excited about them then that would you know, start bringing in the, the imports, which could be good and bad. I mean, that okay. could put more I, I got, I got two, I got two examples around this and I'll throw these at Eric and let him think it through and just re- respond the way he wants. So <laughs> I, I think about this in a Somalia kind of way, right? So you think about Clastolepis, right? Clastolepis has had Exantic since Yasser was doing it way back in the day. Yep. And then you have Marcel Hawkins, you know, hatched out Exantics. So we have probably no more or no less Exantics in Clastolepis than we had 15, 20 years ago, right? So so there's an example where it hasn't gotten out of hand. It hasn't, it's just kind of coexisted. But how often have we seen Clastolepis bred? On the same token, Nauta, 
Uh, hey, tell tell the tell the, the last, listeners what the species names are referring to, the common names. Okay, so Clastolepis would be the the Moluccan scrub python, um, and then uh, uh, Somalia nata is is going to be the Tanambar python, right? Um, bred a little bit more frequently, but it has a, a patternless form. And how many pattern nata do you see anymore? I like the pattern ones, still, the non-exanic pattern still ones. Fair, rarely, fairly <laughs> yeah. rarely bred, but you don't see the pattern ones anymore. So yeah. I think those are two examples that that kind of hold in my hand the the two opposing like. Okay, you can see it work, but you can see the problem too, right? Mm. You, you agree with that? Yeah. I. My, well, my first question is, if you have a Moluccan scrub python, why the hell do you want to take the yellow out of the most prettiest yeah. Amen. pythons? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best looking scrub. I will. I will concede that. I, yeah. Mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't understand what it is about human beings that when. You know, you see again, it's like you take it for granted. We're taking for granted this beautiful, you know, that's lavender in the tail. I mean, oh, and me and you have had multiple Moroccan scrubs. You know what I mean? Like, tell me that they're not one of the prettiest pythons around. I mean, they're just hands down. One of the, and now the coolest thing about it, you're taking it away. Why? Because you think it's cooler? Because, it's because now you can say, yeah. oh, I have an exantic one. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any doesn't make a connection to me. The other thing I would say, and maybe this is just a different way to think about this, is that we're always under, you know, under the gun from animal rights people and all this stuff. And I think that a lot of times, and even even like if we wanted to, um, you know, uh, work in, hand in hand with, say, the academic side of herpticulture, I think that a lot of times the morphs turn those herp, those academics off because they're like do you even care about the snake i mean you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like have you ever picked up a paper that i've read about the species that you're sitting there to, you know i it just i don't know it, it just seems like we're not going to be doing anything together because in their mind i think that they're thinking thinking that we're looking at it as just a way to make money and i be i, I don't know man I, I gotta be honest i think a lot of times that's the driving force behind it you know, is it's either ego or money, and it it, it it negates the whole species thing. Like I'm not anti-morph at all. Like I, I think there's beautiful ones and beautiful examples, but like the perfect example is the Moluccan scrub. Like why do you have to do anything to it? Retics are another one. Why do you have to do oh, anything know. to I've a retic? Seen, one of the I've seen some pretty crazy retic morphs that look amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, because I, I want a lavender oh. eighteen foot torpedo yeah. coming to kill me. That's and, why. Just create it to a I, super I kinda, dwarf, and you're good. There you go, <laughs> and then it's smaller. So, so let's say you got a, 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 a you know a clutch of of Malukans that's hatched every five to ten years, right? And half of that clutch is exanic, and somebody goes on to get two pairs of Xanax and those happen to just be great breeders. And the rest of them go to people who just don't quite hit it or they're in the wrong part of the country. And then all of a sudden what's being pumped out is Xantix. How Mm -hmm. quick could that go bad for the captive, you know, uh, Moluccan scrub pythons around there? Right. And that's, and that's kind of my point. And that was, 
where tandem bars, I feel like, you know, the, the pattern yeah. versus the pattern list, it, it, the, those things bred and uh, they went out, people bred those. And now that's all you see. You don't really see very many, uh, patterned animals anymore. So it's like, that's, and that's where my concern would be around like the, the, the Tracy A albinos, like what would happen if somebody just got lucky and, and, and everyone else just struck out with the more, you know, wild type forms, like could, could it tip the balance and all of a sudden, you know, 50 to 75% of the captive bred population is albinos and how fast would that screw everything up? You know, and, and, and if it's a, if it's, Pure does it screw everything up? I guess that's the other part of it too. And if you can keep getting them out of the th- wild, does it screw it up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. That's fair too. That's fair too. I, th- I think the the I guess the point I was I'm going to regroup back to the retech thing is sort of the idea with the morphs is, is that you know I th- that we're so can and again I'm going to say the same thing about green trees. Right, we're so like we're so like we have to make a black and you know <laughs> yeah. it's got to be black and it has to have blue and it's like man i don't know anybody that thinks that a green reptile is not yeah. cool like i mean i don't know when i was a kid a green reptile was where it was at and now again you're trying to change this and i don't know if you're changing like i don't know if people's intentions i i'm sure there are people out there that that their intentions are good or maybe they just like different things and that's great, you know, but like, I don't know. I just, I'm afraid that those things get lost. You know, the species of retics right now, they're, they're, I don't think that there's any kind of work done or anything where they've sort of divided all of them up, but we all, we, I mean, you can guess that they're kind of going to at least be subspecies and now they're all bred together. Why? Because we wanted a morph and the idea that you're somehow going to make the big, flashy thing i i I don't know i don't know just sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's right you're giving me time to gather my thoughts um i am i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying i would say that i know i know this is tough for you it is it's so hard (laughs) at least you're not just throwing it you know like (laughs) i'm i'm trying not to and i'm I'm trying to at least make some arguments but some of my arguments are just becoming morph bad question mark like it's yeah but um i I would say that a lot of the times a morph or a mutation ends up getting the brunt for what we do to the reptile market you know we create the scarcity so in the one thing where let's say all the exanic you know malukans are produced then what would happen you see a shift like you saw with nada where all of a sudden the normal pattern ones become the ones that people want and they get put up on that pedestal so the normal malukans would have bumped up there and then that and also we've seen projects where all of a sudden there's a rush on a species for no fucking reason other than that somebody put a picture of it out on tiktok <laughs> so like a couple of years ago i could throw a, a rock and hit 12 maclots pythons that nobody freaking wanted now Good luck finding them. Like you're, you're, and that's the way it goes. Same thing with blackface white lip. And it wasn't because a morph popped up. It just became these species had some sort of inherent value over others. So it's not necessarily a morph thing. Do you think it's the rarity thing? Like that? What is rarity? Morphs are different. Morphs are, you know, like I want this thing that nobody or something that's different from what everybody else has. And then when you overbreed the morphs and everyone has them, they're like, ah, fuck this. Everybody has these things. There's that part of it. 
but we also create rarity. Like, right. I blame the NPR. people over in it. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> all the time. But the people who live over Bastards. in Weetar have no problems finding Weetar pythons. We do. Yeah. That's why they're all of a sudden on a pedestal because that's the way it is. I would say that there are certain python species that are considered rare that are bred way more often in the country than most colubrid species hmm. because that's not what we don't want that one. Hmm. Well, yeah. What's the difference? So I would say that there's that whole thing is not necessarily a morph doesn't necessarily make or break the project. I think we make or break the project because we suck. And numerous <laughs> times we've torpedoed projects for no reason. And, you know, the Maclots Python did have a morph and the thing died. Mm-hmm. And they're still climbing up in price and things like that. No morph at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the fickle. I have to agree with you on that yes, one. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Point Owen. This is where we. <laughs> I got one. It's like one to twelve. It's a guy. <laughs> Owen's hoping there's a buzzer somewhere that all of a sudden we have to switch sides. Like, <laughs> and now you have to go. Yes, my time has come. And then Justin's like, "That's all we have for today." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I think it I think it has something to do with human nature, right? We want yeah. what we don't have, yeah. right? So and when we get it doesn't it, matter it's if like, it's eh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you know. I I I I think for me, I was always addicted to the yeah. chase. Right? And to me it was always about oh man, I I I got to get this and I got to get that and you know, you, I mean, oh and you saw it. You saw my book that was planned out for like 10 years. Like, yeah, I know. You know. Most of them are here. <laughs> like it's uh, <laughs> yeah. What yeah. got you out of the chase? Herping. Yeah. <laughs> herping. Yep. That's yeah. what it was. I think it was a combination um, of him going out and doing herping and going to Australia. And then he moved and took that year off. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I got my fixes by like going outside and finding shit, not from <laughs> hatching eggs. And that's where I lost him. After that, it was like, <laughs> yeah. he's gone. Yeah. And I've slowly, I've been giving him a lot of lead, like giving him a lot of line. <laughs> and then like to this year, I've been like slowly bringing him back in. So, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, Everybody goes through phases and, you know, what they think is cool and what they want to do and, you know, and they like yeah. this thing and whatnot. But the the thing that's been consistent, my my entire second run of herpticulture has been carpet yeah. pythons. I have never not had a carpet And, and don't you... Because to me, they're my favorite Don't snake. you find, too, mm-hmm. when you find it in the wild, it makes you appreciate what you have a lot oh. more than, than you did before. And especially if, oh if you were God. just chasing it for a morph, you know, you'd be like... Wait a second, this is a cool animal, you know. Look at this thing. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, there's something about herping that just really uh, changes you. I think too, like if if I'm being honest, the whole it, it's not about to me it's not about saying the tubs are bad mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Um I understand why people do it and I still have animals and tubs. It's it's, it's not I'm anti that and I'm I'm tired of that debate. But the thing of it is is like again, being a natural history guy, I can't tell you, man. I, I sit there and watch that diamond python that I have up in my living room. For, I, I I don't know. I feel like 
it's my little chunk of Australia that I just get to peek at. You know, that's why I got the monitors. I don't ever care about breeding monitors. I mean, if it happens, it's cool, whatever. It is what it is. But that's not my goal. I love just sitting here editing podcasts and watching them do what they do. You know, um, it's like I'm sitting there in the Kimberly watching these little monitors just run around and do the thing and, you know, where they're at in certain times of day and how, you know, Certain things that I do affect them. I just feel like when I was keeping that way, I wasn't, I could breed and I was successful doing it, but I wasn't in tune with my animals, if that yeah. makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? And I used to get very, you know, I think Keith McPeak had a big influence on me. You guys had an influence on me as well. It's like, is your herp and you start talking about stuff. Rob's been telling me this for years. He's like, what are you doing, man? Just cut your collection down, put them in bigger enclosures. It's the greatest thing ever. And he yeah. did it. And I fought him. And I'm just like, no, I, I'm going to get rid of my Jags first. And he's like, get, what are you doing, man? Get rid of those things. Why do you have them? And it's just like, yeah, why do I have them? Do I have them because I think I have to have them? Or do I have them because I want yeah. to have them? And it really was because I thought I had to, right? So I think we all go through that—the kind of the Pokemon. I got to collect them all, kind of thing, you know. And once once you do collect them all, you're like, I've got way too many animals. Like, and and you you whittle it down to the ones that really bring you joy, and you really you know like whether there's a morph or no morph or whatever. Yeah, this is a bunch of Poke bullshit. (laughs) Pretty pretty much. (laughs) But don't get me. I I mean, but there's there's some. Great looking morphs out there, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it, if you have a morph in your collection and that's what gets you off and, mm-hmm. you know, do that. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's necessarily like a, you know, morphs are, are bad. I think it's just like Mm-mm. if you get consumed in it and you're, you know, it's, it, it's about, it's about why you're here, right? Or what got you into this in the first place. And if it was morphs that got you into it, cool, but it doesn't have to always be that way. If it, if, like, mm-hmm. you know, like you, if it changes, that's okay too, right? Like, but oh, yeah. I guess, you know, when, when you talk about rare stuff, there's, to me, there's, there's, there's implications to that, that like, you know, you're not, we're not going to have big problems. I mean, you know, relatively speaking with carpet pythons, they're fairly established, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, you know, I, I don't know. And, and you know, I'd, I'd uh, ask Owen to talk about, you know, how many people come to your table and want the ugliest thing there. You know, even if even if it's not a true morph or a true, you know, genetic uh, single, simply inherited mutation, they still want the selectively bred, most beautiful things, right? I mean, so morphs do drive yeah. interest in things because they want to see the best example. They don't want to just see the average muddy, ugly thing, you know. And he, I would say too, like if you're out in the wild and you're seeing. You know, multiple, you know, say you see 20 carpet pythons, you're going to be probably most excited about the one that's the brightest or has the best pattern or something. So morphs do gain, you know, get your excitement up a little more, I would say. I think that's definitely a point for for morphs or at least selectively Mm -hmm. bred animals, the nicer looking ones that... I would say for with my experience at a table, you set up your collection and I've got everything on the table. We're talking... Carpets. literally everything yeah. there's a kitchen yeah. sink over there like yeah Glubrids, it's so, Glubroids. yep so i would say the carpets are over here but then like uh, you have the mad hogs and mad hogs chinese king rats things like that they're 
value or people who are interested in them are interested in them because of what they are, not because of color or anything like that. So that's their value, and that's what people come for that. But carpets and other species that do have morphs and things like that that are tied into it, people are definitely more of particular. You know, they want a jungle that's going to be black and yellow. Yeah. And they want to know it's going to be black and yellow. They want to see parents. They want to see grandparents. They want to see siblings from last year. And that's just the way it is. So a morph does help bring attention and value to that animal. Mm-hmm. So, And they don't trust that. either. Like you can have a baby no. jungle and say, it's going to look like this one. And you bring a two-year-old jungle that's bright yellow and black. Mm-hmm. And they say – uh, how much is the black and yellow one? Oh, he's not right. for sale. Yeah, you, well, I, that's what I want. I don't want this. I want that. <laughs> yeah, but it still yeah. doesn't work. Like they go. Like I, said, I know. No, I want that. I don't trust that yeah. this is going to look like that. You know, I don't. Yeah. Every yeah. Yeah. every show where I've brought an adult, like mom or dad, is when the babies sell. Yeah, it's yeah, it definitely. Happens. And that and that's just because the animal sits out and is its bright, impressive adult self. And even then, like I brought an olive python to a show, one of my males, and that's when all the baby olives sold in one whole show. So that happens. People are attracted and drawn into this kind of a thing. And sometimes it's a morph. Sometimes it's not a morph. But morph helps. Morph definitely helps. So there's that. All right. Oh, and I'm going to give you, and I'm going to argue your side. Okay, go ahead. Take your time. I think sometimes that when you have people that are coming into the hobby, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm thinking about this, as you said, like seeing uh, Morph in a show. Don't worry. I dangled that out Um, there hoping you'd grab that hook. So go ahead. (laughs) I mean, think of the shows we've been at, right? You know, we're, we're selling... Even 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 though I had morphs, I didn't have the gamma jag mm-hmm. or the you know that uh, you know I'm thinking of Riddler the the jungle jag mm-hmm. you know or Mike Curtin's uh, you know ocelot jags. I mean you you're looking across the the you know white plains show and you're like holy shit yep. what is that like a beacon you know? <laughs> so yes I think that the the, the the good thing about morphs is right. It may attract somebody that really doesn't know where to get into reptiles and then sees an animal like that. Cause I think of when I first saw Bullwinkle, right. You know, remember the early days yep. when you go to that Anthony Caponetto's how to breed carpets page or whatever. And you'd sit there and there's Bullwinkle right at the top. And you're like, Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, but, um, I, I, I think it's good that you would get people into it that, you know, it's it's their stepping stone, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to want to learn about the animal or whatever. But we're talking about rare species where I think that with the rare species, you need to have that passion for the animal to begin with. I mean, think about the Timor python. And, and, and again, I don't understand this for the life of me, but why does anybody give two flying shits about an exantic Timor <laughs> python? I don't get it. I don't, I just okay, don't you've, understand. You've covered that, Eric. Like, okay, we get it. <laughs> Asked and answered. Move on. So what it means be it would, and the Timor. Yeah, it's like you just don't like exantics, dude. <laughs> I don't. Would, no, no, I'm just kidding. Would it be better for, for Bull and I if a morph showed up? 
I mean, I, it makes the argument right well, there. I think, I think too, know. if if you're, I mean, Bull and I are already er, extravagantly priced as it is, <laughs> yeah, right? Let alone what, if it's what, an albino. Like, like, where do you go from there? there? Yeah, 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 where do you go? Yeah. So it's albino, another twelve grand. Yeah, on the, that the thing. only people that are going to be able to afford that are the YouTubers or whatever, you know. And, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, go f- go fund me, baby. Yeah, please buy my albino bullens. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get it just because you have a passion for the the rare species you know that'll be a i would say the downside of it is that if if a rare if a morph hatches out of a rare species you are now the custodian of that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it is up to you responsibility exactly yeah. it is up to you now <laughs> to reproduce this because if you don't and it dies you're the you're the reason we don't have x we don't have a albino this or or morph that but it's, you were the reason they had it in the first place if you had exactly now, but so. the problem <laughs> but is nobody's that you looking don't ever at that aspect be, right nobody <laughs> yeah. nobody cares but the problem is you don't want to be that footnote in the book that comes out it's like well we had this <laughs> it died like because of owen like god damn it like yeah, but so, you know you know what i'll tell you this <laughs> if if i hatched out an albino tracier I would shelf that thing. I would stick it in an enclosure and I would watch it, but I would never reproduce it and sell it. I've I've (laughs) said for years that if I hatched out any kind of brand new carpet morph, it would be out of the egg in a box and shipped to Nick Mutton with like a sticker that says, please don't kill this. Like it just because I I don't want to be that guy who's like we had albino coastals, but Owen fucked it up. Like, see, this is. This is really why I got out of Morph's game is because, you know, Owen had somebody that he could send that box to that he knew mm. that he does a show with every week for the past 10 <laughs> right, years. But he, right. he, he, he decides to send it to Nick Mutt. You're right. Uh, uh, I see how it rolls. Never uh, <laughs> I see the game here. At that point, I know why I hate the morphs. Like, a little tender <laughs> still. A little tender. It's like, but then there's also the thing of like, if the morph itself is bad for the animal, like if I hatched out the scaleless rough scale python, <laughs> I, I like yeah. I put it in the freezer. <laughs> like it's <laughs> like I couldn't do this. Yeah. <sighs> Even if somebody offered you $200,000 for it? See, that's the part right yes, there. Is, Owen is. can very easily be bought, okay? Let's just say I that. I think most reptile keepers can. And I think that's, yeah. yeah. I think that's, I think that's the, that's the thing is, is. That's when your that's when your why are you in this really gets tested, especially and right if now. You, if you were to shelf a shelf yeah. a, mm-hmm. a, a potential morph yeah. for for just the love of the species, like at, at this point in time, mm-hmm. I cannot put this out. At, at no amount of money, you know, I I'm still doing what I want to do, and when that starts taking off and cool, and there's no longer any concern in my mind ever of a morph mucking up what I'm trying to do, then maybe I'll sell it. You know? mm-hmm. but Just it's make like, sure you get the 200000 before you send them the frozen yeah. scale. Oh, yeah. Rough yeah, scale. of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, you got to do it right. Make it look like a shipping yeah. accident. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think a really good example of how popular oddities are is the, the whole you know two-headed snake, two-headed turtle market. Like You hatch out one of those, it's not reproducible, but people will pay huge amounts of money because it's an oddity and it will bring people to your table to look at a weird thing, you know, and it gets people's What's, attention and stuff like that. People love one-of-a-kind stuff. Yeah. It's, oh my yeah. gosh, nobody has it's this. The novelty. There's the, there's a yeah. sulcata that is twisted. 
halfway mm-hmm. down its body, so its feet point up. Its name is Helix. It has mm-hmm. a wonderful little following and all this other crap. Yeah. I, it, it doesn't need to be a, like a genetic mutant for us <laughs> idiots to keep it alive and go look at it. Like it's – you want that draw, which it doesn't necessarily need to be a morph. Am I helping Eric right now? I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I've lost. I've lost. Mm. No, lines I mean, are you're, 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 that's that's a here. point for you because morphs draw people in, get them excited yeah. about what you're. So just hatch a freak. It whatever. doesn't need to yeah, be a morph. I mean, that's yeah. what a morph is, is right? A freak. That jab a snake's eye out. There you go. Polly shouldn't a, be. Give me YouTube page. <laughs> I th- I think that would just say that us as content creators, if the only thing that somebody can find cool about a reptile is the color or the pattern, then we have failed. Yeah. Period, man. Mic drop. You need to be excited going through your, your cages, whether it's like a – because I have like a super caramel jag and then right underneath it is like an Angolan python. And it's like awesome, awesome, and then like a corn snake. And it's like yay. I just keep going. And, so. and I, I think that kind of goes to the whole like YouTube influencers thing. Like it, they take away from the animals themselves because it's about them. Of course. More than it's really about the animals at that point. As, as long as they can bring you that animal and you're like, oh, that's a cool thing. It makes it less about the animal and more about them. But, but isn't that – I mean isn't that what we're all about is trying to get people excited for the things that we're excited for? I mean anytime Owen talks to somebody on NPR, he's he's getting that species that they were so excited about. You know, it's really – That does happen you get, <laughs> you get drawn in <laughs> by fair. somebody's excitement. So yeah, just because they have a big following on YouTube doesn't make that – wrong i don't think as long as they're doing it for the right reasons you know what i mean like well just saying this is a cool I species guess, you know that can be a good thing I think. well but they're they're i guess That's they're influential yeah they're they're influential yeah. and it's how they use their in their influence mm-hmm. i don't think them promoting reptiles is necessarily a bad thing it's it's the way you know it's the way it's done yeah. i think is is where i would tread lightly mm-hmm. I think on NPR for years, I've been known as the IJ guy yes. and, 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 and f- mm-hmm. facing facts, right? Yeah. You know, back in 2009, 2010, nobody really cared except for like me, Luke Snell, Julie, Yasser. I mean, even Nick didn't have really yeah. a good collection of IJs, you know, um, there's probably people I'm forgetting that that did it as well, but I'm just saying, like to me, that the, the people that stand down, right? And it was sort of the odd group of the carpet python world. You were right? shunned. Yeah, it was like, yeah, because I mean, how do you compete with a yellow and black screaming? I was snake? always I mean, supportive of you. <laughs> so I guess I, I I've always been that person that's promoting. The dark like the side. Idea. <laughs> yeah, I think the same thing. I think the same thing with inlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think the same thing about Antaresia. Holy shit! What cool <laughs> pythons, and they're small, yeah. and you can you can keep them in a naturalistic setup without anything. But because they're what called dirt snakes, that somehow they're not cool. Thanks anymore? a lot, Peter Bird. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Quit calling them dirt snakes. They're awesome. Stop it. Yeah. Yes. Stop. Oh, and you remember the. The first time I came over to your collection, I'll never forget it. You had that rack that was in the corner, and you still have that rack. I do. It's like that white rack yep. with those 
tape, you know, the one that goes this way, yep. long ways. Yep. And you, in the top of that rack, you had a granite spotted I python. Now, granite, that's a morph. I get <laughs> a it. A granite that was, it was an adult. So, no, it was way too big. It was, it was yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I know, but what I'm saying thing. is it's an adult, mm-hmm. and you pulled it out, and I looked at it, and I was like, that's an adult python? <laughs> You know, because at that time, I'm used to Burmese pythons, reticulated pythons, like all the big ones, African rocks, Mm. stuff like that. And I'm like, wait, you can have them in a small size? (laughs) Like, I don't have to shovel the (laughs) shit with a shovel? (laughs) And, like, I just don't think that those species, uh, you know, so to me, that's where I think, you know, uh, us as content creators, I guess if you want to call us that, have sort of that responsibility to get people excited mm-hmm. about it. And I mean, years later, I see more of a surgence in, in people wanting to get IJs than ever before, mm-hmm. you know. And oh, and to you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the liasses that you're always talking about. You don't think, I guess we talk about it and think like we're just shooting the shit like me and you are talking or whatever. But like at the same time, you're influencing people to want to get that species. Why? Because you're excited about it. And why are you excited about it? Not because of the color or the pattern, because of what it does or what it is or where it's from or what the natural history behind that is. Or like, oh my God, did you, this thing does, you know, this behavior or whatever. Um, and if you set it up like this, you can see it or whatever. I, I mean, think about like, the, the first time you saw, even if it was in a tub, you had a baby carpet and it perched up on the perch mm. and it's just like waiting for that mouse to come by, you know, and you're just like, Ooh. <laughs> you know, yeah. or I think about well, how cool it would be if you had an Owen Pelly Python and it changes colors, you know, yeah. from, from day to night. And, st- you know, I, mm. I don't know. I, it's, it, does an Owen Pelly have to have a morph? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Uh, well, that, that's, <laughs> shades, that's the thing too. Is it, is it is it popular because it's rare, or is it popular because it's cool? You know, if you're buying something because it's rare, you're probably not going to stick with that thing. I would think. You know, right. if you're not, I think it's the same mindset as yeah. a morph. No, yeah. wouldn't you argue that it's that same mindset that you have that you want to have something that somebody else mm-hmm. doesn't have, and somehow this is going to set you apart. In the reptile community. Well, how about just be a positive person in the reptile Too community? Hard. Must I'm sure that's going to set you apart. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Instead of going on and arguing with everybody about what they're doing wrong, why don't you teach people about what they're doing right or how they could do it right without being an asshole yeah. about it? And maybe you don't need a flashy morph in order to be somebody cool in the reptile yeah. hobby. It's true. Nice. Mm. Whoa, man. <laughs> nice. That was working the I, body. I think I got working a little chubby over here listening to Eric go. Man, that, was, that was perfect. I, I knew I was not going to do well if he gets passionate and gets on the yeah, sofa. I yeah, love it like, when the fire comes up in the podcast. It's been a while. Man, it's been a while. go off on a tangent yeah. on NPR. Yeah. yeah. I it love that been, shit. And that's, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? That's why we're in this in the first place. Because when we were kids, we saw some, you know, snake in the wild or we caught a garter snake and we got really excited. Now, somewhere along the lines, we kind of lose that excitement and we turn it over to, to mm-hmm. morphs or to rarity or to, mm-hmm. and, and I, I still love to just issue this challenge. Get something that's not commercially viable, that nobody cares about but you. You know, get something that's not worth 10 bucks, you know, and, and work with that animal right. and just be passionate about it and love it. You know, that's, I, I think that brings more um, excitement and fulfillment than trying to chase down and make money off of snakes frankly you know and I, and I think you know if you if you do it you're gonna enjoy it i i've got some uh, shovel nose snakes and they're so 
fun to keep. They're just mm. really cool snakes. Yeah. They're brightly colored. They're gorgeous. Yeah. But you yeah, know, nobody's breeding them. <laughs> they're Nobody doing really good for you still. Them. Oh they're, yeah, they're, they're fantastic. They'll take roaches off the tongs, awesome. man. They're just crazy, uh, <laughs> awesome. awesome snakes. Yeah. You know, I mean, an insectivorous. Those are really pretty. Snake. The, the, those are really yeah, pretty. Ones, yeah, I mean, they have, have the same patterns as a coral looking. snake for crying out loud. So yeah, yeah and my my uh, buddy, local buddy, he he found somebody that would you know sell them a bunch. So he bought a bunch on, off of some guy that catches them you know i'm like whoa i don't know about that but you know it's he gets to work with them too so now my local buddy has a bunch of them too so yeah it's pretty cool but they're they're a fun species you know they don't need a morph i I, there was an albino that jeff lem had and i think he produced from it but you know it hasn't as far as i know it's not widely available or anything so Hmm. you know but I, right. I don't. I don't want an albino. I want the normal wild type stuff with, the, you know, nice red on it and stuff. It's just cool snakes. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten to the point where I breed for myself, and then y'all can fight over what I don't want. So it's <laughs> like it's gotten to that point now where I used to not keep anything from like pears and things like that. Now I'm going through it. And I think I have like six or seven holdbacks from this year because I'm just like, ooh, that's <laughs> yeah. a caramel tiger boy. I don't have one of those. You stay, Mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, but this girl's pretty too, Mark. It's like, okay. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's my big issue now mm-hmm. is is now when I hatch something out, I want to hold back as much of it as possible, watch it all kind of grow yeah. up and just it's soak it up, you know, soak up as much as I can before I finally have to come to the realization of like, okay, I can't keep I don't this. need I five male tigers yeah, yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, oh, by the way, unless it's an adult, it's easier to get rid of when it's colored up. If it's a yeah. Carpet, yeah. You know oh, yeah, I mean, true. so it's like it's like, uh, you know, kind of a side benefit. And it's easier to sell that's, when it's colored. That's up also known as people like burking the clutch, yeah, burking the clutch, <laughs> burking the whole clutch. <laughs> I wanted to burke all the inlands, but everybody wants them. I'm like, gosh, dang it. And I, I don't necessarily want to feed, you know, all these babies either. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, that's cool. Of, yeah. yeah, space, which is, yeah. I mean, it, it's really cool to see something that's like good. the inlands where they're less appreciated. They're not as flashy as a jungle, but mm-hmm. they're just cool in their own right. They're calm. They're, I mean, they're the... There's, they're so awesome, and, and only like a hand people, a handful of people gave a shit about yeah. them five years yeah. ago. Well, right? I, frankly, I was one and of I those until I saw him. In, I was going to say person, like four you know? of them are right yeah. here. Like <laughs> when, when I saw him in person, I'm like, oh, I was wrong. These are not just yeah. weird looking coastals. You know, these are something special. Yeah. And just the fact that they're so easy going. I mean, my kids will go in the room, just open the cage, pull one out. You know, and show their friends, and then they drape it over their neck and. They don't have to worry about getting bit, you know. They're 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 just such cool carpet yeah. pythons. Yeah. Unless they got food in their hand, and then they then it's on. Yeah. Oh, they're good. Yeah, bit. these babies, they're all Dude. taking off really well. They're all eating on their own, no no issues. And some of the past the worst past fantastic. clutches, I've had some issues getting them to feed sometimes. But these the guys worst carpet awesome. bite I took was was from a Malgan. Oh, really? I had food in my hand. Oh, oh yeah, that female that mis- misguided she that would hurt. Yeah. Rilled me yeah. and would not. Oh, it was it was horrible, dude. I was just like, and they're so docile, yeah. like they're so. But man, they get you know they get food crazy. Yeah. It's uh, they definitely do. But that's why I like them. They're you know yeah. good feeders and cool cool snakes. I will, I will just, add them uh, eventually. Yeah. Oh, they're dude. They're so yeah. they're so. It's one of those things where you like you can't show anybody, you can't tell them, but but when you see them in person, you're like, oh, these are fucking insane, like. 
just the, the problem. I have, I've seen them in person because uh, and, and they've been in the back of my head because I, I then did a show with Ben mm-hmm. once and we yeah. split a table and he had some and they were like gnawing on the back of my head then. <laughs> and then Eric has Eric. <laughs> um, stuff. like he just has them all. Yep. Oh, let's yep. go to the inland wing of the collection. So you know, there's that. We have two points too. It's what are you talking still about? Still there. I mean, come now. Um, so th- well, that male I have is stellar because it's got a red tail. Yeah. There have been several That's- animals where I turn to Eric. I'm like, you are never allowed to show me this animal again. Okay. <laughs> if you do, I will take it. And, and, <laughs> like, and I feel like the 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 the, the selective breeding potential of Metcalfi is largely untouched i mean they're still like oh my yeah. dude <laughs> no. those things could be insane yeah. yep. Yep. if you even I look at what bread lie is carpets, you could do the same thing mm-hmm. yeah i think i think that i think this might be a siding with you a little bit owen mm-hmm. but i think if you want to look at jungle carpets as like the the color of them and how they've been refined and selectively bred to look the way they look and they don't look like what's in the wild to me that sort of gave the blueprint to what is possible with the rest mm-hmm. of the carpet python complex that nobody i don't want to say nobody but few people really cared about those like the inlands would be an example darwin's would be another one i think me and justin are probably the only ones that wanted the ones that weren't <laughs> albino i'm like screw the albino yeah. shit i just want a darwin <laughs> like that's a darwin you know everybody else is focused on the albino part of it um but like to me all those you know subspecies species whatever they are um races <laughs> let's let's go let's go to the post to be determined when the book comes out hold on uh but uh um i just think that there's so much potential in those untapped um you know yeah. subspecies of carpet I, I don't know i will say too i i keep hearing like jungles aren't what they are in the wild but i i hope i hope the new the new book will kind of give a little better appreciation for some of the wild jungles there's just some crazy looking jungles out there that have some just beautiful black and yellow coloration um i don't know i can give you page numbers if you want but like you know, well, yeah there's only now, two yeah. people three four, yeah i don't know, like, five I don't know why doing that. Planet that have this little, book, so i'll yeah, write the maybe, page numbers down for when yeah. my book comes in two months <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly i gotta be honest the first the first when whoa, i first whoa. opened it was we're not um, talking about Pete call ruby calm down <laughs> the one from lake mars yeah making sure yeah. from lake mars the one that scott oh took oh my god yeah Holy that's shit cool yeah and did you notice it was missing its tail? The <laughs> yeah, tail? It like, got its tail <laughs> not off like, by shit. something. And it's still one of the most beautiful carpet pythons you'll see. I love that one by Shane Black on page 37, too. I mean, it's a little, it's got a little black, you know, kind of fish netting, but it's gorgeous. The oh, one yeah. on page 36 that Lyle Naylor took. I mean, I prefer I, the one on page yeah. 38, honestly. The one on 40 that has more yeah. black okay. yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. Then I get a 52, 52, yeah. 5, 5, 5, 5 3, 6, 1, 12, 10, 7. 94. That Paluma, the Paluma <laughs> uh, locality from Sky Hyper, the northern coast. <laughs> that thing is nuts. Isn't it on page 38 that Owen was talking about? That thing Out is of all the crazy. pictures you picked of me for the book, <laughs> I dislike oh, it. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, you didn't like that one? I thought that was well, cool. Well, I mean, I'm wandering around aimlessly in the desert. With. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Man, I that is, that that's cool. wild looking. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, and to me, that's the fun part yeah, of carpets. The it's variability. Like, you know, that's that, all that variability mm-hmm. is there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really excited you, about the You can still have that, but with a morph. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, well, and and I, you know, I am of the, and I know this is a very unpopular thing to say, <laughs> but th- there's so much potential when you step across taxonomic boundaries with carpets and start putting stuff that isn't normally together in, and you right. see that. I mean, like people who've seen stuff that isn't normally put together and it's sacrilegious and it's, you know, it's, it, it is against, you know, all, all forms of better judgment, but damn, those snakes are nice. Are they not? I mean, there, we there are know some killer ones. There's also some very, I looked like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's also some very the ugly say? ones too. You look at the head all yeah, head all yeah. brettles that are like. Eh, Listen, yeah. Justin, we, we can't all be pretty, those. okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some hits and misses for sure with <laughs> with hybrids, but you do get some crazy, you know, uh, intergrades and or hybrids that are just phenomenal looking. But I don't know. It seems in all my morph clutches, I got the misses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you had that gene. I, I you had, had the that misses. Gene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah God, that's I, the exactly. other. That's the other side is you know when you're the, one of the first ones to get it. You're also the one you haven't refined it yet, and so the babies you're producing gives the next buyer a leg up, and so you almost mm-hmm. have to keep those. But then you got to compete with the other guys who bought them and and are trying to make their money back faster, you know that kind of thing. And it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a, a race in multiple it directions. It's, it's right? a weird like it's race. A, it's a numbers it's a numbers race. It's yeah. a quality race, and that person who imported it and sold it to you is is always holding that card. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I think. I think the morph thing is for somebody that, you know, because you see some people in the hobby that are like this. They're like really into the business side of reptiles, mm-hmm. yeah. which is I, I think it, that's awesome. Right. You need that. I think you need that in a hobby. But uh, if you're going to make a go, I of think it, that. Yeah, it's definitely not the fun side. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. And I, I think I realized this. Yeah. You know, a, f- a few years ago, it's sort of like you you're you're approaching it like a business, and that means that you're not necessarily doing what you want to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but but but, you know. but what if you like reptiles and and you really enjoy business and you can yeah, that's what I'm find saying. ways yeah. to make Mix both of those things work? And I think there are those people out there. You know what I mean? Justin Where that yeah yeah hundred yeah. you know percent. You know who comes Nick to mind Martin. with that? Lori yeah. Martin. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we were talking to her, she's very, very like business. You can tell that she's just a very business type mm-hmm. of person, mm-hmm. right? But, you she's know, sharp. and she's got ball yeah. pythons, but she also has like popwin mm-hmm. pythons, like real popwin pythons, not, not popwin the carpets. You know, yeah. the I- not the knockoff yeah. kind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, not those. So she has those. So, so I think that she's like, to me, that's where I see that side of her where she's a reptile mm-hmm. keeper. You know, like you can tell that she's into the reptiles that she's into. And then there's the business yeah. side. And I see a few people like that that are that are really in that. Well, Nick was talking. And I think that's yeah, good. Nick was talking about reading like sales, you know, <laughs> books on sales yeah, and stuff like, like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> like, that sounds like yeah. torture. I'm <laughs> yeah. not in this right. to sell. Right. Stuff. Yeah, I'm in this to work with animals. I, but but it really says the, the guy says the guy who hates to update his website. Yeah. It, I mean, it, <laughs> does, yeah. it definitely. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, help your business if you're if you can do yeah. that as well you know and obviously nick's nick's been very successful and has done very well and i mean he's what paid off a couple houses he's you know got a bunch of money in reserve in case lean times come you know those kind of things he's he's a very mm-hmm. very smart businessman yeah 
You're welcome, Mr. Martin. <laughs> yeah, that one house has a plaque for Eric on it. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Paid for by Eric Bird. Eric Bird. Damn. I, think between, <laughs> I think between him and Paul, I probably paid for that uh, car he was working <laughs> on for years. <laughs> how much How much of that Corvette? Is, <laughs> I wondered why you called it Little see, E. You see, Eric, <laughs> yeah. you see Eric walking out of Nick's garage with just big parts of a Corvette in his hand like I'm taking my shit back <laughs> let's go drive the EB what that one the Corvette <laughs> oh my god uh, that's, that's awesome that's fantastic well I think this has been a really good discussion I mean obviously yeah. there's the, you know, the morphs have taken the reptile world by storm and you know they're probably mm-hmm. not going away anytime soon especially with ball pythons mm-hmm. but I, I really hope that you know anybody listening can appreciate reptiles go back to when you're a kid and you're first experiencing a reptile appreciate it for those reasons you know get get into it for the the right reasons that may be up front rather than going through this long process of getting into the pyramid morph game and then realizing mm-hmm. these animals are cool without a morph and then getting out or getting into herping or something you know the, like just just maintain that appreciation i i think that really is what brings the excitement and the joy and the, and the fun of the reptile hobby. But that, that's just my opinion. I, you know, I mm. just got in, Amen. I just got in some Eric Hernandez red coastals. Oh, yeah. oh. I, 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 I looked trade. at them, but I'm going to, after this, I'm going to go, uh, look at them. Look at them more. You're like, okay, we're, time to end. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here <I> guess. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, <laughs> any last parting words, you guys, uh, all, all talked out, all fought out. Uh, I would say that you can appreciate an animal for a morph and what it is, mm-hmm. but then you can also appreciate an animal for just what it is, base model. Yeah. Um, I got a Melendorfi, and I love the little... F- it's, 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 <laughs> he's, he's a bastard, but I love him because yeah. of what he is. Uh-huh. And they offered me a patternless one, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want it. I want... I want the nor I want a Melendorfi. I want what it looks like. So there's that. But then also I have a Blue Baron's Racer, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is one of the most beautiful colubrids I think you can ever see. Mm -hmm. And I love her just because of she's she's this blue shoelace that is all over the place and also the things you can appreciate her. And it's an added level because she's blue. Um, (laughs) Aren't they a little spicy as well? Oh God, yeah. She's, <laughs> yeah. There's, they're, they're, we're learning things. Yeah. Like it's, um, it's, it's fine. It's fine. They're all, they're all still here. So um, don't get bit on yeah. the ring thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> no. you're gonna need that but a little bit. There, there's, there's ways you can do that, and I, and I, I can appreciate my coastals, my caramel jags. I can appreciate a, a striped coastal I just got from Billy. That the only thing about it is it's got some stripes to it. So. Yeah. You can appreciate all the things that just don't get – it's very easy to get lost in the whole thing and to get towed under. And then all you're thinking about is morph this and morph that. So mm-hmm. like you said, get back to the base of it, of the reptile and the snake and enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, very well said. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, let's let's hear where we can find you guys. <laughs> Nowhere. Not that we don't uh, say that at the end of every show, but I usually screw it up somehow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like, uh. Uh, no worries. Uh, um, Radio.com 
And if you want to get in touch with us, info at MariahPythonRadio.com. Right. It's also the Patreon on the Teespring store. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. This isn't our show. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, stop and, it. Well, I guess you guys in particular, yeah, I, everybody knows where to find you. So we're, we're probably good if, there. If, yeah. if you're looking if at you, this point, well, I, I don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look below in the show notes. Everything you need to know is <laughs> right there in the show. We have show notes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, we, you do do a lot. Maybe if you wrote, wrote oh, here it comes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Oh, that. I'm just I forgot There's the nerve. I'm just kidding. The top of the show, Eric. You didn't, didn't you do some herping recently? Did you get out and? That's I did. Awesome. Where'd you go? I did. You, were you in Pennsylvania? Or? We went, uh, yeah, up by the Pocono Mountains. Um, uh, a couple of the uh, NPR fans have been trying to get us oh, up cool. there. Robert and. Um, uh, was uh opened us up his house to oh, to nice. me and it was awesome his family was awesome yeah. and he, he it just like every time oh yeah there's tons <laughs> of snakes here in this spot i was like there's gonna be no snakes there man i'm telling you man there's tons of snakes every time i come here i find 10 yeah. snakes there was one yeah. snake but i got to see a water snake oh, yeah yeah uh, nerodia it was awesome. awesome uh beautiful scenery yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really cool hang out you yeah know, it's always good to have fellow an uh, herpers to get out there and, and herp for sure Heck yeah, yeah mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Especially in your yeah, backyard. Exactly. Yeah. Get to know different yeah. spots. Yeah. Well, cool. Yep. All right. Well, we appreciate uh, everybody listening to Reptile Fight Club, and we'll catch you again next week for another episode. We got the we got the Podfather and the Mackinwicky. Who the hell do you have? Fight Club.